Hello, everyone. Welcome to the latest edition of Sports Frenzy 2.0. I am the maestro, Kevin Crane. I'm the conquistador, Dave Height. Thank you very much for joining us. I am hoping to make this episode a kinder, gentler sports frenzy. As Dave and I yelled and screamed at each other for five straight minutes last week about college athletes getting paid. And I look back and in retrospect, I look deep into my soul. He's an angry elf. I'm going to try to, while I still say controversial things, things are going to make you upset, things are going to piss you off, I'm going to do it in a more placid, docile tone. You're becoming mellow. We'll see how long it lasts. If I make it through our regular episode, did, 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 I'll be amazed. If did I make your cardiologist through, tell you you need to de-stress? Oh, I don't see a car- <laughs> If I saw a cardiologist, they wouldn't let me out of the hospital. They would say, you're not going anywhere. (laughs) Have someone go pack a bag for you. Get the conquistador to bring your things to you. Clothing, a book or two. Do you need a DNR? (laughs) (laughs) We're taping here on July the 28th. This will hit tomorrow morning, Thursday the 29th. Of course, we feel obliged to start off with the Olympics, even though I think Dave and I will both admit we're really not watching the Olympics. I don't really care. I have not cared about the Olympics in probably about the last 30 years. And I think that's that's a problem, uh, not just between you and me. I have, Yeah, I'm with you. I have not really gotten in the Olympics in a long, long, long time. I think the last time I really cared was when we had the first Dream Team. That sounds and I happen about to be, right. I happen to be in Las Vegas on a vacation and it was fun because I, I bet on point spreads with the dream team <laughs> and I always take the over because they were just obliterating everybody. So while I was there, I think they had, I can't remember, it's probably the Sudan or, you know, Brazil or somebody like that. And it was yeah. like, you're going to take the dream team and give up 40 points. Yep. Put 20 bucks down <laughs> win a hundred. Yep. <laughs> Whatever it was, it was, that's the last time I cared. Yeah, it's, um, it, they don't do anything anymore. Yeah, and unfortunately, I, I think the problem now, and I'm, we're not the first ones to bring this up, the problem now is with the way the U.S. has been the last five, six, seven years, we're so divided. And again, I'm not breaking ground here. A lot of people have brought this up. We're so divided politically, emotionally, racially, whatever you want to bring up. Everybody's- that it almost sucks and saps any kind of positivity that you want to give to these athletes, it kind of sucks it away. Yeah, because, yes, you want to see your athletes do well, but you really don't want to hear them bitch and moan and cry over whatever they're standing up for. You don't want to deal with their their protests. You just go out, perform, you're out there for your country. I, I, I'm tired of the platform. Right. And I, I think you're starting to see it in their performances as well. And we'll get to the really the big controversy around Simone Biles here in a few minutes. But but just as the Olympics kicked off with the, the trials and then the first couple days of competition, you saw... Uh, Lack the men's luster. hoops team, the 
I don't want to call them a dream team because they're really they're not, not anymore. But our men's basketball team lost the opener to France, 83-76, to which snapped a 24-game winning streak. During the Olympics. First, Yeah, first time they lost in the Olympics since 2004. Now, they did bounce back, what, yesterday and beat up on Iran. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, so you can call a referendum on Greg Popovich. Anybody who listens to this podcast knows how I feel about Greg Popovich. I think he's an asshat. I think he's a jackass. I think he's a dirtbag. I think he's, he's a two-faced scum. Overrated. Notice I'm not yelling these things. Yeah. I'm saying them very calmly. No, he he has definitely gotten away from what made him a great coach. Yep, and I've always said him and Steve Kerr are undeniably great coaches. They're both going to be in the Hall of Fame someday. But they're pompous But assholes. they are perfect poster children or poster men, poster senior citizens in the case of Popovich, for what's wrong with society now, which you just brought up. You're letting politics come in. Every time they do a press conference, I cringe because they're. I'm waiting for them to spit out their soundbite Yep. about something that has nothing to do with basketball that has something to do with racism or protests or the police shut up coach your team do it well win championships that's what you are supposed to do on your own time with your friends with your family you can talk about whatever you want you Be can talk about having sex with sheep you can talk about whatever you want, rubbing barnacles on your testicles. I don't care. But you Time are in place. If you want to hold a press conference about your views, hold it outside of the whole sports thing. Do it earlier in the day. Now, see, I'll disagree with you on that because I don't think they should be allowed that type of platform. Why do they get a press conference? If they if they want to do their own thing, pay for everything completely, pay for security, well, there you go. pay for a venue to express their viewpoints on society. Take out an ad. Take out a You pay PSA. for it. You foot the bill for it. Don't expect the media to. Don't expect the Golden State Warriors or the San Antonio Spurs or Team USA or the U.S. Olympic Committee to pay for you to shove your political views down our throats. There you go. All right. So, again, am I rooting for the men's basketball team? Really, I'm not. But I think that's almost a symptom of the NBA carrying over the Olympics. I'm not going to say it's the Olympic thing. I'm, I'm just sick se. of the whole professionals right. invading the Olympics. Yeah, you wonder now. I still have an issue with that. You wonder now if we would, wouldn't have been better off just putting the college kids into the Olympics. Yeah, you know? I know. And, of course, women's gymnastics. Again, we'll get the Biles in a second. Uh, they were second in qualifying to the ROC, which is a joke in and of itself. Well, yeah. Oh, that's their penalty. The Russia's penalty is they is cannot to be called, have a national team. Right, now they're the Russian Olympic Committee team. What a joke. That's the Olympic Committee for you by not really penalizing anybody for anything. Right. So that was the first time since 2010 that the women's gymnastic team did not win 
in the qualifying round, I believe. I don't think it's overall, yeah. but in the qualifying round, that was the first time they did not win since 2010. Um, Katie Ledecky, you know, our greatest female swimmer, lost for the first time ever at the Olympics. Yep. And then the second time out, she still didn't do well. Now, she did get a gold, I believe, her third competition. So she's making a comeback. But again, this is, I think it's just we're fostering this mentality of you don't have to be the best anymore. You well, don't have to be the greatest anymore. No, it's, it used to be athletes competed in one, maybe two Olympics. Now you've got them going three, four. True. Very true. And you're getting Very older. True. And you're not at that competition level where you need to be. Your body does not perform. That's true. I at agree. The peak with that. anymore. I agree with that. Yes, they do seem to be pushing these athletes into an extra Olympics that we didn't see back in the '70s and the '80s and even the '90s. So I think that's a great point. And that again harkens back to all right. You don't have the college kids doing it anymore. Your amateurs. These are swimmers who compete year round. How many competitions do they go through? And at what point does it? They're not amateurs anymore. Right. Right. Now, unfortunately, for the first time in many, many times during this episode, we will mention the dreaded COVID because in golf, John Rahm and Bryson DeChambeau, Rahm for Spain, DeChambeau for the U.S., are both out because of the dreaded COVID virus. Good Lord, I am tired of saying COVID. COVID, COVID, COVID. And Rahm learned his lesson because, remember, he got hosed a couple months back right? because he didn't get vaccinated, and he lost out on a million dollars in yeah. a tournament he was going to win, and he tested positive in the last round yeah and that was over a month ago and he went out and got vaccinated and he still got COVID. so this is another now is that a holdover are the antibodies still there we're going to bring COVID up and talk about it more here later because again it's going to pop up in football later it's going to pop up big time in baseball oh, it's again all going on in baseball right now but the thing with football especially and again we're going to get to this later we're going to wrap up the olympics first but vaccination no vaccination i think dave and i have kind of made our points our viewpoints on it clear but we'll go over it again later um shocking i know i shouldn't be shocked by this the gold and the silver in women's skateboarding. Yes, there is actually now women's skateboarding. We're both, they were both 13 years old. <laughs> I'm just looking at that story going, God, could I feel any older? Again, it harkens back to when are you at your peak for certain sports? Okay. This will be my first test to see if I can hold a discussion about a topic that I'm very passionate about without getting fired up, yelling, and upset, setting off my cardiological alarm behind me. I don't really have one of those. No, I have actually, but he needs one. I just got a six-pack of beer. <laughs> but and, now, and a package of pork rinds. 
Oh yeah. Boy, that would be good right now. Yes. Um or crackling's even better. Even Ooh, worse for you. Yes. Even worse. Even worse for the you. The long crackling's. John Silvers. <laughs> oh, oh Dave, you're killing me. You're killing me, Smalls. All right, we're gonna talk about Simone Biles, the big hot button topic of the week when it comes to the Olympics. I do want to tie in, and again, I'm not I'm not gonna rip on this person anymore, but this was the first note I made in the Olympics recap as I was setting everything up late last week for this week's episode was once again, I had to deal with Naomi Osaka and she lit the cauldron at the opening ceremony for Japan. She's saying she's refreshed and she's happy again. Got knocked out in the third round in tennis. I have railed on her the last few weeks and I will still continue to rail on her while staying calm I think she has she has just scammed us all. I think she has force-fed us lies and lies and lies. She's on the cover of the SI Swimsuit Edition. She's doing a Netflix documentary, yet, oh my gosh, the pressure of being in the public eye is so much. I can't stand the mental stress and strain. And I don't want to deal with the media, but I will become a model. I will... Take center stage of the Olympics and light the torch. I'm sorry, you can't have it both ways. It's one or the other. Now that brings us to Simone Biles, who, and I think you might have a better take on this than me, Dave. All I'm going to say is she had a very rough outing, very awkward landing, Initially, people thought she was injured and that she had to be, you know, pulled aside, taken out of competition because we all thought something was wrong. We thought she'd hurt her ankle, hurt her foot. And then it comes out, the 21st century excuse, I can't handle the mental stress or the strain. I'm having mental health issues. It's the equivalent of the yips. I think that's a good way to look at it. I mean, you get to a point where you perform at such a high level for so long and there comes a point where you lose it. You don't know when it's going to happen, how long it's going to last. And in this regard, with her, I think it was a smart move stepping out. If she's doing all those tumbles and as she said, she lost where she was. If she lands wrong, she could wind up snapping her neck. And so it's definitely a, a serious issue with regards. I, I will that. back you up on that last little nugget there. You don't want anybody to put themselves in physical harm or physical jeopardy if they can't perform or they can't do what they need to do in their job, their date. I look at this as their job. I know a lot of, you know, these new age, young, namby-pamby sports writers, members of the media are all on her side saying, oh, it's so brave and so fantastic what she did. I am still going to be Mr. Get Off My Lawn guy. I am going to say, despite what you said, and I agree with you, she's a quitter. She's a quitter. Because if she had to have known there was something wrong 
beforehand. She had to have known there was a weakness mentally. And I'm not bashing her for that. Don't get me wrong. I have been a proponent for mental health. I have said all healthcare plans should allow any person to go see somebody once a week for an hour for a bare minimum copay so they can get it all out, talk to people about their problems, their stresses, their insecurities. But here's the problem. She is affecting people other than herself. She is damaging other people on her team by not coming out and saying, I don't feel it. Get it, get a, a substitute in now, not in the middle of competition. But get a substitute. That's your then if she's doing it in the middle of competition, she's a quitter. As I said, you don't know when this is going to hit you. You she, are an athlete. Look, you look at what she had done leading up all the qualifying. She was in top form. All the practice runs leading up to that, she was in top form. You don't know. Sometimes it just hits. Anybody else in any other walk of life does not quit in the middle of a project, does not quit in the middle of a major task. There's nothing wrong with quitting. Get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. I come from a long line of quitters. I love quitting. Quitting's awesome. But you quit before you commit. That is the maestro's staple. You quit before you commit. Don't commit to something and then bail. That, to me, is 100% wrong, 100% wrong, especially in a team sport. And gymnastics, in this case, is a team sport. It's also affecting her individual performances later on as she's dropped out of everything now. I think she's a quitter, and I am not going to change my mind on that. And you can think that. Yes. And nobody's going to side with me. At least nobody's going to admit the side with me because all the people in the media are going to sit there and give her the golf clap and talk about how brave she is and how fantastic she is. Just like Naomi Osaka, everybody sided with her. Because it's a feel-good society. How many more commercials now is Simone going to do? How many more appearances is she going to do? How many more, on top of what she normally would have had, appearances on Good Morning America and CNN? And all the other liberal outlets is she going to get because she's so strong and brave. And at this point, if it's really a mental issue, she needs to step out of the spotlight. But I agree. That's a great point, Dave. But what Osaka ruined this for me. She did. She tainted everything. And I have no faith now in humanity. I have no faith now in these athletes. I've never had faith in humanity to begin with. I'm not trying to pick on women. I know this happens to be two women we're talking about. It's not women. It's You can say about men, women. We'll get to the NFL players later. Oh, that's a whole nother topic. It's, it's a, a symptom of our society where we're coddling people way too much, and we've been doing it for 15 years minimum, if not 25 years. It needs to stop. At some point, we need to toughen up mentally as a society, as a nation. And I'm not trying to be jingoistic. I'm not trying to be the whole rub dirt on it and get back in there type of guy. I'm trying to find a balance. I want to find a balance. And our problem is we went from one side of the spectrum. The pendulum swung way too far to the other side. There's no balance in any. I'm trying to find the middle ground where, yes, we help people with mental problems, mental challenges. 
Let's get them their help. Let's make it affordable so it doesn't bankrupt them. Let's give them time off of work if they need it for genuine, legitimate challenges to their mental health. But let's not start using it as a crutch. Using for it everything. As, yeah, let's not make, you know, this the way we, we bail out on anything and everything anytime the going gets tough. Speaking of which, let's move on to baseball, Dave. Going got tough for the Cleveland Indians. Oh, well, I can Wait, still say that for what another year. two and a half months. Yes, until the this season ends, <laughs> it is the Cleveland Indians, soon to be the Cleveland Guardians. Now, what are they the Guardians of? You ask. Obviously, the big joke is Guardians of the Galaxy. I like to think of them as more the Guardians of the Cuyahoga that they are on volunteer fire watch to ensure that the river never inflames itself again. A <laughs> couple notes on this. Uh, uh, we'll get into the whole name. I just, I hate the name. It's, I, it's lame. not, it's not abysmal, but it's not good either. It, um, it, no, it's lame. It's really freaking. There lame. is a hurdle they have to overcome with this. I don't know if you heard this. There is an amateur men's roller derby team. <laughs> In Cleveland, called the Guardians, who own the domain names online, the Cleveland trademarks. Guardians. Yep. Guess what? Cleveland Indians are going to be shelling out a crap ton of money. And we heard the the Washington football team has had all sorts of trouble with this because there's a guy out there who bought up every possible name. Oh yeah, trademarks, domains. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah, they're screwed. Now, last Friday night, yes, I did watch SmackDown. Happened to be in Cleveland. One of the wrestlers came out and talked about, I don't think he specifically mm -hmm. said Indians changing their name to the Guardians, but basically alluded to it. The crowd booed. <laughs> so loudest of the night. The most evil hated wrestlers would come out, yet the booing for this implied comment about the name change from the Indians to the Guardians, loudest boos of the night. There you go. <laughs> That'll tell you how Cleveland feels about it. COVID. Here's your here's second your mention update. of COVID. Baseball is suffering badly right now. The Nationals today had to postpone a game because they've got over 10 players affected. Superstar Trey Turner is out. The Brewers, Kristen Yelich is out. This is just ridiculous. It's never going to end. No, it won't. Basically, this is going to be the flu. This is something we are going to have to deal with as a society. Get your effing shot to alleviate any of the symptoms. Yeah, you may still get it, but you're not going to wind up in the hospital for the most part. The biggest issues are those who are not vaccinated. And again, we'll bring this up in greater detail when we get the NFL because they're having even bigger issues, especially when it comes to trying to get the players vaccinated. We do have to talk about real quick, the trade deadline is fast approaching. Not yep. a ton of major mm -hmm. deals yet. We have seen, I'll tell you why, the Rays and the Oakland Athletics are the smartest teams in baseball. Because they will do everything and anything they can to, to be profitable and save money for their owners, but be competitive. The Rays get Nelson Cruz from the Twins. 
The A's today acquired Starling Marte from the Diamondbacks. Now, with the Cubs, left-handed reliever Andrew Chafin also went to the A's. These are smart moves, jumping ahead of the curve. Yeah. We're going to see the Mets, the Yankees, all the big market teams overpay, overpay for Chris Bryant, for Trevor Story, for Javi Baez. The A's and the Rays are making the smaller, more significant, less expensive moves that don't they they don't bankrupt their future. They yeah. just do the right thing that will put them in the playoffs and maybe, like the Rays last year, get them to the World Series. Whereas with the Sox, we're relying on our two starting outfielders and our big bats coming back. And Eloy, Eloy right came away, back. right away. DH kind of scuffled at the plate in this first game Monday, which, you know, kind of to be expected, comes back last night, Tuesday the uh, 27th, two great plays out in left field, made a spectacular catch and then gunned somebody down at home plate and then got his first single and then cranked a game-winning three-run homer after they walked Abreu to get to him. And then, as that was going on, Luis Robert was making his debut in rehab at AAA Charlotte. So it's just a matter of time for him coming back. So so right now the White Sox are 60 and 41. They are still in first. Scuffling a little yeah, bit. Yeah, do not have the best the record Brewers. in baseball right now. Um, or the AL, but. Yeah, scuffled again, two games against the Brewers. Scuffled that first one in the series against the Royals. Still nine up on Cleveland, though. Yeah. So, so Cubs, we got some issues to work through with our, our relieving core. Yeah, the Cubs are 50 and 52. We all know the fire sale's coming, so we'll talk more about the Cubs next week after they jettison all these guys. Yep. Hoping they keep Rizzo, hoping they keep Contreras. We'll see. They are fourth in the NL Central. They're nine and a half behind Milwaukee. So, again, I will, as a Cubs fan, I will talk about this next week once everything has happened. The die is cast. The hammer is dropped. The one thing I do want to go back to the White Sox on, though, I want to get your reaction on, is the Mercedes situation. Last week we talked about it because he posted that he was done. Yeah, that he was going to retire, hang up the cleats. Then they talked to him, and he was in uniform and played the next night and cranked a home run. So it might have been a frustration thing with him, with all he worked to trying to get up to the point and then being demoted and then pulled in a game. He, he's got to work through some issues in his head with his swing at the plate because he's got the talent to be there. And again, we can almost tie this in as we wrap up segment one with what we were talking about earlier with Naomi Osaka and Simone Biles. He acted like he was going to quit. He came back right away. He said, "Nope, I'm sorry." He yep. now he had he was afforded the ability to do that, right? And it, again, we said it on the show time and time again. Kids, stay off freaking Twitter. It, stay off of social media. And if you're going to be on it, five minute rule. Five minute rule. Do not type something out in anger, frustra- frustration, depression, rage. Wait five minutes. Give yourself a, a chance to think it over. Calm After five down. minutes, if you still feel that way, go to town. 
Yeah. Because you must actually really feel strongly about what you're thinking and feeling. But don't do it right away. Impulsive thoughts can be very destructive. Very. It's not a good thing. So that is your life lesson for the day from the Conquistador and the Maestro. That's right. I do have one other follow-up. I have to bring this injury up. The overpaid, overhyped Steven Strasburg, season-ending neck surgery. He's gone again. He's an interesting. He, he's a he's an enigma wrapped in a riddle, wrapped in a conundrum. Because he you, can be you know, I agree. So with you. good. Well, and uh, you know, I agree with you that he's always injured. But the one year he was able to get through, they won the World Series. So, but look all at the, the money, cast around him at that point, too. right? But you got. But they're saying the same thing with Max Scherzer now that he's possibly on the trading block for the Nationals. Was the one World Series worth it for all the money they paid for Scherzer and all the money they paid for Strasburg? God, that's a lot of crap. That's a very interesting question, something we might bring up on another day, but we have to wrap this up. We have got football, football, football coming up in segment two. Yes, yes, we do. My heart monitor has not gone off yet, so I must be doing all right. So far, so good. Stay tuned for the next segment, kids. This is Coach K, and after my retirement from college basketball, I plan to become an analyst on Sports Frenzy 2.0 with the Maestro and the Conquistador every Thursday on Spotify, Anchor, Google, Radio Public, Pocket Cast, Breaker, Apple, Overcast, and CastBox. And don't forget to check out our Facebook page. Are you ready for some football? This is the Conquistador Dave Height. Along with the maestro, Kevin Crane. And welcome back to segment two of Sports Frenzy 2.0, recording here on July 28th, airing on the 29th on Spotify, Anchor, Google, Radio Public, Pocket Cast, Breaker, Apple, Overcast, CastBox, wherever you get your information. Well done. Well NFL done, this segment, baby. Here we go. And uh, before we even start, I do want to announce the awesome, great news. Since this, this podcast has not cycled through a full year yet, the Sports Frenzy Fantasy Draft has been set. <laughs> it has. So, kids, you are two weeks away from us recapping our fantasy football draft, telling you we're not going to talk about tips draft strategies until after we're all done we're doing it early this year yep because the of scheduling right you got to get eight people yes it's a small league it's only eight teams but it's still a pain in the butt to get eight people all synced in monday through thursday only no weekends right so we finally settled on august the 9th monday who will take a defense in the first round mrs c and the conquistador have graciously for the second year in a row allowed us to grace their abode and tear it to pieces, drinking heavily as it's, we... It's a cheaper option for yeah, all of we, us. Yeah, we used to do it at uh, Buffalo Wild Wings every year, and then COVID hit, and we just decided we were all paying $50 bar tabs every, every year, and we just decided BYOB, 
bring some food. It's going to end up being much cheaper. Buy a draft kit on Amazon. Yep. It worked out well. So two weeks, two weeks from this episode, you will get, once we're done, we will share our strategies with you. Yep. Now, moving Throw on. the dart at the board and see what sticks. Yeah, I think this year, above all others, I will say this, is going to be very tricky. Not just because we're drafting early, but I Who's think vaccinated? it's... Who's vaccinated? Who's not? Well, Who's it's more going even. Where? It's more even. I don't know if there's a standout quarterback, running back, wide out. I think it's pretty even across the board as to who could go first, could go second. You yeah. might get a lot of value late in the, the first, you know? Yeah, it, it, it's going to be very interesting. All right, you got your wish, Dave. Our beloved Chicago Bears finally got rid of Anthony Miller. I knew it was coming. Talk, un- Unfortunately, it's another draft bust for well, Ryan Pace. For the, the uh, lame duck GM, Ryan Pace, yes. Yeah, another failed pick. So he goes to football purgatory, otherwise known as the Houston Texans. Yeah, basically for nothing. I think I read that um, the new GM now has brought in, I want to say, thirteen receivers, something like that. And now we got to now, will he or will he not go back to Green Bay, Mister Randall Cobb? He is. It came. It was it's official, official today. today. They a few made a few hours deal. ago. It was made up because, of course, Green Bay gave Aaron all the concessions. Oh my God! This you- could be the single dumbest move in football history in terms of an organization failing to do the right thing for the organization. Yep. If he didn't want to be there, you should have traded him. You should have traded his ass on draft night when you could have raked in a crap ton. You lost everything. Yep. You failed miserably. I'm sorry. You have screwed up. And I know Packer fans are devoted and they're rabid. They love their team. This was terrible for the Packers because you went from maybe with him having two years left on his deal this year and next year, being able to get a decent haul for him from somebody else, the Raiders, the Broncos. Yep. Now you kissed his butt. Yes, you, you smooched yourself. his anus. And now you gave the power to the player. Now what you get is one last hurrah as Devontae Adams. And Aaron Rodgers simultaneously posted that yep. that meme about the last dance. Yeah. Pippen and Jordan. So now if you don't win it all this year, you failed. You have failed as an organization because you'll get nothing, nothing for him. Yep. And, and Devontae's gone too. Yeah. And you know what? If they don't win it all, that's a further indictment. On Rodgers as well. Yes, he's still going to be a Hall of Famer, but I don't want to hear anybody talk about him he's being top 10 one. all time. I don't want to hear that crap. I said the same thing about Brett Favre. I stick by my guns on that. I will say the same thing about Aaron Rodgers. I'm not being a bitter Bears fan. You've got to show me more than this. I don't care. You won one. I still take Dan Marino 10 times out of 10 over Aaron Rodgers unless – he pulls it out of his smooched ass this year. Yeah. His green and yellow ass and wins the Super Bowl because this is it. Yeah. The balls on this guy in that press conference 
I did not see that. I heard snippets of it, and I heard he had a man bun. <sighs> I heard I heard he had a man bun. The plane touched down. Douchebag. The plane touched down in the middle of the night as he got to training camp on time. But I did hear that he had a man bun. Douchebag. Anyway, no, the balls on him and the ego, thinking that he knows everything about football. That he is the only reason anybody would sign to play in Green Bay. I hope Jordan Love turns out to be one of the best quarterbacks of all time. And I, we I can only hope. I'm saying that as a Bears fan. I almost want Jordan Love to end up being fantastic. I hope he and and Fields can go battle it out for a decade and a half. And it ends up being one of the greatest rivalries of all time. Turns Kinda out to like, be Brady uh, Manning. Brady Manning or uh, Marino and uh, Kelly. Kelly. Yeah. I And I'm saying this, again, as a Bears fan, that's how much I dislike the attitude that Aaron Rodgers has taken here over the last couple of years. What is Green Bay? He doesn't like the GM. I really don't. Does the GM go into the locker room every day, push him to the ground, sit on his face, and fart up his nose? What the hell did the GM do? Because, because he, he drafted a quarterback. No, oh, my God. And he wouldn't take Aaron Rodgers' suggestions or... How'd that work out for the Houston Texans and uh, Deshaun Watson? Yeah. How's that going to work out for Arizona with Kyler Murray? These quarterbacks that think they're they should be they're anointed above assistant general managers. Hate that. I cannot stand the players that feel like they should have Russell Wilson was another one. Some kind of say in who the GM drafts, signs, or trades. Not your job. We talked about this in segment one. Your job, play the best you can. Keep yourself in shape physically and mentally. Win championships. And you know what? You do like Brady did. And whoever's there, whoever's signed, you connect with them. You push them, which is what he did. Push them. Through COVID, he was pushing them. He said, you guys get together with me. Yeah, let's go. You guys are who I'm working with. We will come as close as possible to breaking protocol, but we will get together and we will sharpen this up. He worked with who was there. That's why he's the GOAT. And I have come around on that over the last five years. He's the GOAT. He yes. is the greatest of all time. Yes, I, I cannot, is. cannot you deny it. can't dispute it. it. Mentally, physically, championships, wins, excitement. He is the GOAT. How about loves the game? The fun he still has. Yes. And the best thing, of course, since I love the Buccaneers, best thing for me Best thing for him, getting away from Belichick. As much as yep. I think Bill Belichick is an awesome had. coach, I think he got to the point where he was just worn down. Yeah, Arians was a breath of fresh air for him. Took him half a season to get rolling, and after that, they were just unstoppable. Now, I'm not making any pledges or picks yet for this year. I know they're going to be the favorite. They're probably the favorite in Vegas. We'll see. I, it's, I am it's not tough to go back to back. All I know is I hope at some point in the playoffs, the Bucks and the Packers play again, <laughs> hopefully in Tampa. Yeah. And I hope the Buccaneers destroy Aaron Rodgers. Yep. 
So there we go. Now back to COVID again for the third time. We got Lamar Jackson now within the last few hours has been nailed with COVID. So he's going to be out for a couple weeks. The big (sighs) news, of course, with all this is the league office, Roger Goodell, is now saying we're not going to put up with it this year. You had a year. You had to a understand year to come. this all, to figure this all out. We gave you the opt-outs. They still have the opt-out option this year. Yes. But I now know. the vaccination question that we want to talk about, now we talk about it because now forfeits are in play. Yep. Salaries are in play. $14,000 fines yeah. are so, in play. And, and this is the kicker. One individual who will not get vaccinated that gets COVID and causes their team to forfeit costs all of their teammates their game check for that week. Now, I kind of have a semi-problem. It's very extreme. With that, <laughs> it's very extreme. That's a little ridiculous. So I, I, I what, don't agree with that part. Well, how about this? How about the part where if there is a forfeit, the team that causes the forfeit due to COVID because of a, a player who might have been unvaccinated, they have to cover the expenses for the other team. Who traveled? Right. Or, yeah, whatever team. Tra- there you go. So that's on the table, too. I, I don't think, the I office. do not think that you should cost your teammates their salary. I'm going to tell you something. I'm going to keep this anonymous. I spoke with somebody the other day, late 20s, early 30s, not vaccinated. I asked, why didn't you get vaccinated? Got kids? I'm young and I'm healthy. I don't need it. And I think that is the thinking of a lot of these athletes is that they think they're invincible. They're young. They're invincible. Nothing can touch them. They're not thinking of passing it along to their coaches, their parents, their grandparents. That's being selfish. I would, I would be one of the last people to have somebody, a government, a health organization, tell me what to do. I got vaccinated months ago, kids. I am a stubborn asshole. And I got it because I wanted to live my life. I I did not think the government was putting a tracking chip in me. I didn't think they were trying to make me infertile. Although most of you out there would say, if they were, that's a good thing. We don't need more little maestros running around. I was one of the first ones when they were developing this quickly saying, I didn't want to get it because it yes, was rushed. I remember that. Yep. But listening to everything, they had not just rushed this development. They had actually had some COVID things in the pipeline to begin with because this was one of those infections that they thought maybe down the line so there was some previous work going on and i got it because things were actually progressed further along than i first thought 
and I wanted to get back on with my life. And we have been able to. And we have. Now, of course, everything's starting to backtrack, and we're starting to hear, put your mask back on again. I swear to God, if I have to put a mask back on again, because of all you simpletons out there who won't get a shot or two shots, I, whoop, heart monitor, heart monitor. Heart monitor, calm down. I will take this mantle and scream. Quit fucking my life up, you ignorant morons. You selfish bastards. This is why we do this together. He picks me up, and I really, I'm joking about the heart monitor, but I did swear no more yelling for me, at least so, this week. Please be socially responsible. Don't be a selfish, ignorant prick. All right, to wrap up the NFL, before we move on to uh, a little fun with the Conquistador. Sticking with COVID, this is the cost we're starting to see in the NFL. Vikings offensive line coach Rick Dennison was removed from that position because he will not get a vac vaccination. Patriots co-offensive line coach Cole Popovich, gone as well. Any relation? Now, not that I know of. Wouldn't shock me, but I didn't do that kind of deep dive. I think Rick Dennison did get reassigned to a position where he won't be in, in contact, contact with the players. But oh, there you go. Two offensive line coaches already have lost their jobs because of this, because yep. they will not get vaccinated. And it's already been approved that, yes, companies can mandate vaccination. Yeah, we're seeing that all over the place. Uh, we were talking about our fantasy draft. Big injury news. Michael Thomas, who screwed me over last year. He was my first-round pick for the Saints. That ankle is still not right. Nope. Still lingering. Had ankle surgery. He will miss the start of the season up to five weeks. Ouch. So, kids, I won't, say, I won't say stay away from him, but I'll say you better wait a long time on him. Yep. Plus, you also have the quarterback. Question the whole him. quarterback conundrum. Yes. Deshaun Watson, speaking of quarterbacks, is back in camp. But again, questions linger about he right now, no restrictions from the NFL. Right. But the legal thing is still hanging over his head. And now the Texans have come out and said, yes, we will trade him if you offer us the right package. Which they... sounds like um, three first-round picks no. plus a starter, I think, is what they're looking for. Um. That's what they should have asked for before the whole legal issues came about. You're not going to get anything for him right now. Not with all yeah, this I, over his head. I don't see how anybody, you're never going to get that for him now. No, no, never, never. You'd be lucky to get one first round pick. Yeah. And and three first round. No, that was stu that's stupid to begin with. That was, yeah. If there were no legal issues, that would be a dumb move three first rounders and a starter no that's a lot i no. know he's a great quarterback and i know everybody creams their genes about having a great quarterback but wow that he's, is a, no hey no i think we remember jay cutler yeah how much did the bears give up for jay cutler yeah and where did that get us right nowhere final nfl note zach wilson number two pick quarterback for the 
New York Jets is the only unsigned first-round pick. Camps have started. Jet fans are panicking. What Here's the, the interesting hell question. Are they doing? There's two things going on. Number one, the owners of the Jets do not like to pay the signing bonus all up front. They want to defer For a lot of it to next year. Yeah. Zach Wilson's people say, uh-uh. We want the signing bonus. Baby. All these other people are getting it. Right. Why can't we? We want it up front just like them. The Jets are holding off. I guess this is something that they've done historically. Here's the, here's another interesting twist going back again to COVID. He's Mormon. Is there an issue with him being vaccinated? Of course, Who that knows? is a, something that falls under the HIPAA laws. We don't know. He doesn't have to tell us. Right. Even his mom, who will talk about anything under the sun will on Instagram, talk cannot talk about it. Interesting. All right, Dave. Time. This is a, a hint as to one of our movie reviews on this weekend's weekend edition. David, <sighs> Conquistador. Do you want to play a game? <laughs> All right. Here we go. The big news, of course, in college football the past week was Texas and Oklahoma want to move to the SEC. Why? It doesn't make any sense. Except for more of a money grab. But you're screwing yourself over for an opportunity. You rule the roost in the division you're in now. And and again, sorry, Dave, not division conference. Dave and I have, you know, we yelled and screamed about players getting paid. That's we we know if you listen last week, you know where we stand on that. This is a different ball game altogether. This is conference money. Yeah, and this is this is an example of how the NCA has no control. If uh, here's here's the game. If Texas and Oklahoma move to the SEC, I want you to tell me, here are your eight teams. I'm going to run them off real quick, and then we'll hit them one by one. <clears throat> I want off the top of your head, boom, right? Stream of consciousness, boom, tell me. Here are your eight teams. First off, Iowa State, Oklahoma State, TCU, West Virginia, Kansas State, Kansas Texas Tech, Baylor. Second tier. We cannot, if we cannot keep the Big 12 together, if if we can't pull other teams in, I think they could. I think there are other teams they could pull in. Houston, they could pull in. But if they could not, if we're going to go down to four power conferences instead of five. <laughs> all right. I'll, you're going to tell me where they're going out of the four left. Pac-12. Big Ten, ACC, SEC. You tell me where they fit best. Iowa State. Big Ten. Very good. Oklahoma State. <sighs> AC, er, SEC. Yep. TCU. SEC. West Virginia. ACC. Boy, you're nailing this. This is exactly what I was thinking. Halfway through, Kansas State. Kansas State, I would put Big Ten. Kansas. Big Ten. Texas Tech. SEC. Baylor. SEC. Boy, you and I are so simpatico. That was pretty much what I would have said, too. 
pretty much. Now, again, this is off the top of our heads. We're thinking, and I think you agree with this, geographically, that's how it should yeah. fit. And uh, culture-wise, you got to look at Kansas what the State, and Kansas, provide. Iowa State. They should be in the Big Big Ten. Yeah. Of course, that doesn't work. That's three more teams. They'd have to have two or four. But I agree with those picks. I agree with everything else you said. In terms now, surprisingly, you didn't say Pac-12 for any of them. So you don't think they should go out that far east? No, that's that's too far out. Okay. Now, here are some suggestions. And, of course, Dave nailed it. Great job. You've got BYU hanging out there as independent. Could they bring BYU in to the Big 12? You've they got, could. You've got Conference USA. Could some of these teams, if you could the Big 12 BYU implodes. You could in the pack. Right, but we're we're looking at but can we now let's to, look at can we save the big, the big now 12. can we save it? Yeah, we looked at where these teams would go if it implodes. Now let's try to save it. So I would say BYU could bring in. I said Houston would be a Houston's great pick. A SMU and Tulane out of the American Athletic would make sense to me. Maybe yeah, Memphis. With, with the only thing is that would destroy the, the AAC. You can't <sighs> taking three teams out of the AAC would hurt, but. I could see geographically SMU, Tulane, Memphis fitting geographically. They would. In the they Big would 12, fit well. Along with Houston. I think BYU would be an option. You There's could almost throw USA. Wyoming out of there, too. Yes. Yeah. Utah. Boise State. Something to think about. There, there's options out there rating the smaller conferences. Something to think about for further discussion. But again, why? Would you want, if you're Texas and Oklahoma, why would you take yourself out of being the top teams in your conference and falling to mediocrity within a larger conference? That's a big question. Everybody says money. But they're going to have to pay a high price. That's ridiculous, the amount of money. And if they're paying, but what now, was it, up to, uh, what did I hear, 60? $160 $80 a piece. $80 million a piece. Yeah. But now now I've heard that they're backing off in terms of they don't want it to happen immediately. They want to wait until, until 2025 the- so the penalty will lessen. So you basically How much have- fucking money do these schools have? that they're taking away from the scholarships that they could be giving to kids. Bullshit. I just, I think this is, along with paying the players, I think this is another sign of the end of college sports. I just don't see how this this is a sustainable model. This is why the players are getting paid. Because they're bringing in this kind of fucking money for these schools on the TV contracts. And that's where the NCAA has failed. Yes. Is regulating the amount of money that's being paid out and where it's going. I agree. This is this is definitely a spot where you and I agree the NCAA has failed. They should never let this stuff happen. No. They should be able... It, 
they should act more like commissioners and owners in the major sports, the professional sports, in that they should say the SEC is got enough. If All anything, we're going to build money. up. If anything, we're going to build up the smaller conferences. We just don't want the Power Five. We want more powerful conferences, not less. Right. Now you're going to have four instead of five. All of this TV money should be brought into the NCAA and divided equally among all of the colleges' football programs. Now, that might fix a problem you and I were screaming and yelling about last week, where I said the money's not going to go equally. The Boise states of the world, the Iowa's, you know, the, the Colorado states, the smaller schools aren't getting their piece of the pie to help offset the recruiting deficiencies right. they're dealing with and it's because with Alabama's quarterbacks making a million dollars a year. Right. So, so it's the TV deals. All that money should have come into the NCAA who should have distributed that money equally across all of the colleges. If you want true amateur athletics, if you really want to support all of your colleges that is the way that it should have been done. We'll get it figured out. You and I will. We'll fix it for them, as we always have to do. That's right. The burden of sports frenzy rests firmly upon the shoulders of the conquistador and the maestro. We'll fix it for these idiots. As we do everything. To wrap up this segment, Dave will love this. I, I, I'm not going to do a red foreman on this because this just fits perfectly in our discussion. It's not the start of the college football season until a Miami player gets arrested. <laughs> Safety Avante Williams has been suspended, arrested for domestic violence on a pregnant person. <sighs> Throw the book at him. Put this dipshit away. Jesus, God. I There's love no freaking excuse for that. I love the you, but... Why does this have to follow us year after year after decade after decade where our players are never disciplined? We don't bring in anybody with any type of, of mental stamina or maturity. And I know Miami's not the only program, but it just seems like it's always the Hurricanes who are the first ones out of the gate when it comes to scandal in NCAA football. And I'm just tired of it. it I happens. love my Hurricanes, but... They're morons. Anyway, kids, I came close. The heart monitor didn't go off. Mine did. <laughs> so stay tuned. Wait till the third segment if you want to hear Dave's temples burst. I'm going to remain calm. On Even that when one. we talk about the Blackhawks. Yes. Huh? All yes, right. I, am. I doubt that will happen, but we'll see if Dave can stay prove me tuned. wrong. You'll be amazed. <laughs> Hello, friends. Are you tired of the boring sports analysis you get from the major outlets? If so, join the Maestro and the Conquistador for a riveting discussion of all sports topics on Sports Frenzy 2.0. Available on Spotify, Google, Apple, and wherever podcasts are available. Hey, kids. 
It's the Conquistador Dave Height. Along with the maestro, Kevin Crane. Welcome back to the third segment of the July 29th episode as we record on the 28th. This one we're going to start off with the NHL, and it's going to kind of primarily revolve around the Blackhawks. I'm not going to bore you with all the every draft pick, just their first one that they got, Nolan Allen defenseman from Prince Albert and their second pick Colton Doc current player Kirby Doc's younger brother so two new another centerman so now we have the Doc brothers and as I told you they were going to do last week they traded for Seth Jones from the Columbus Blue Jackets so we do have the Jones brothers as well Jones, not Jonas. Big difference. <laughs> Big difference. So, uh, to get Seth Jones, you know, it's his salary. He turned around and signed an extension with the Hawks, which I thought was fantastic. But between him, Kane, and Taze, that's 30% of the salary cap, right, between those three players. So that's kind of tells you where Bowman is at this point. Um, all Jones cost us were two picks and Adam Boquist, which I'm fine with that. A uh, couple of trades that I'm kind of questioning what they were doing. Uh, first one, the big splash they made was getting trading for Fleury. Mark andre Fleury from Vegas from a Michael Heckman. Who knows if Fleury is even going to play for the Blackhawks. Nobody talked to him about this trade beforehand according to his agent. And all the quotes I've seen are he is evaluating his future right now. Yeah, he had basically said he wants to retire in Vegas. 37 years old, I think? Yeah, yeah. and Vegas basically traded him without talking to him, and the Hawks have said, oh, well, we'll give him all the time he needs to evaluate. <sighs> this, this seems like the Hawks helping out the Golden Knights in a salary cap dump. And I, sorry, I don't know the name of the award, but isn't this one of the few he, times in history where the, the reigning Vienza, best goalie, yeah, the Vienza Trophy winner, got, got traded? traded? Right, Vienza. Sorry, Vienza. And if it works out, great. I would love to have Flurry for a year working with the young t goldies we've got. It would be fantastic. I just don't have any faith in it right now. Now, the other big one we had. The Hawks traded Brent Seabrook to Tampa Bay for Tyler Johnson. This really helps Tampa Bay on a salary dump. Because yeah, they need help. Two-time defending champs. <laughs> yeah, they, they need some salary cap. I mean, we get a two-time cup winner coming in. We could use the help, but we're taking on his salary they're taking at like $5 million a year. Seabrook was earning more than that, but he's been injured. He's had hip surgery that he's not come back from. And 
odds are he's not going to play again. That's what I thought. I thought I had read somewhere that that he'd been classified by some people as already retired. Yeah, he's basically done. And this is Tampa taking, I think it's over $7 million a year for Seabrook. That doesn't count against their cap, whereas his $5 million for Johnson would have counted. So, again, they're just playing the cap game across the board. So, it, these two are just kind of stupid moves. So, should basically. I even ask you overall how you feel about what the Blackhawks have done to this point in terms of drafting, trades, free agency. I like their drafts. I love bringing Seth Jones in. Flurry, if he actually plays, would be great. Johnson could be all right for us. Gives us some more depth and uh, some more cup experience. I know we're rebuilding, but Bowman, it seems to be trying to go for it a little more this year. This is a make or break season for Jeremy Colleton. It should have been last year. And it's it's there's no excuses on players this year. It's put up or shut up. And I'm Colleton's offensive schemes are okay. I do not like his power play setups. They're too too much passing. They don't shoot enough. And his defensive scheme is an absolute freaking joke. They are the worst defensive team. They give up way too many shots, spend way too much damn time in their own zone. He, he this, this is it. If they don't do anything this year, Colleton's got to go. There you go. And Concise, perfect analysis from the Conquistador. And I would say this also puts everything on Bowman as well. I am not a fan of his, never have been. I've ripped him apart time and time again. This has got to be his last go as well. In, kids, you got to remember, for hockey, this is the key time of the year. You hit, Like I said, you had the draft, you got free agency, you got trades, all within the span of a week or two. So this is the time to set your roster, to set your team, to set your future for next year. Yeah, so we'll see what winds up happening. Um the other big hockey news over the last week, last week when we were taping, was the Seattle Kraken had their draft. The and expansion draft. The expansion yep. draft. And there were no major names taken. They went inexpensive. They went young, up-and-coming players trying to build for the future. They did not go the route Vegas did when they came in making a big splash where they wound up in the finals in their initial year. So Seattle's going to slowly build where Vegas, Bright Lights, Big City, made the huge splash. All right, I was going to save this for the Red Foreman Dumbass of the Week segment, but I'm just going to throw it out there now because I happened to run across this while I was looking at their expansion draft results do you know what the name of the arena is that the kraken are going to play in no i have not heard enlighten me you got take some aspirin take some aspirin before i tell you this this could be the the dumbass arena name of all time 
the Climate Pledge Arena. Oh, for Seattle. the love of God and all that's holy. <laughs> the PC Police. Why didn't they call it Woke Arena at that point? That's about, that'd be the only thing that'd be worse, honestly. You know, the poli- the PC police must have been oh, in charge. And that's what you get in the Pacific Northwest. But let me ask you this. How stupid is that from an organizational standpoint? Instead of getting an actual corporate sponsor to give you money, did somebody give them money to name it the Climate Pledge Arena? Or is this literally just them caving to PC crap? Maybe Greta Van... And, and giving up millions upon millions of sponsor dollars. Oh, what's her name? Oh, that Greta Thunberg and her rich-ass family from overseas. I'm may trying have... not to get upset, Dave. Don't bring up Greta. Maybe her and her rich-ass family forked over the money for it. A I don't poster know. poster child for entitled woke... Pansies? Oh, Lord help me. All right. Here's Other a- news. USA Hockey for the 2022 Olympics has their head coach named Mike Sullivan from the Penguins, which, if they go that route, leads you to believe that the NHL players will be participating. I, oh, I, I think I yay. heard that, yeah. yeah. Happy, joy, joy. I do want to bring up one interesting nugget again. I am not all that well-versed in hockey as compared to the conquistador, the hockey savant. Yeah, I wouldn't go that far. But I did find this very interesting. In the NHL draft this past week, three Michigan players selected in the top five. Yep, Michigan has unheard of. Michigan has a phenomenal program, and over the last three, four years – their development, the guys they've had, are really great. So they, they, they're they doing a great job developing new new talent. Football, you would have said, eh. Yeah, you go Michigan hockey, that's the top of the line yeah. right now. Yeah, because, again, what I read was you don't usually get college players getting drafted at the top that often, let alone three in the top five. From one school. Right. Yeah. All right. One little tidbit on NASCAR, which is going to really push the heart monitor to its extreme here. (laughs) I'm going to tie an IndyCar here. Bear with me. The new NTT IndyCar deal was reached this past week for television with NBC, who I am turning. I am just turning into such a hater of NBC right now. Nobody NBC, cares. NBC Universal. Oh my god. Here's the problem. We predicted this. We talked about this it's once going again. Peacock, isn't it? There are going to be races on Peacock. Which by the premium, way, premium. Premium. Peacock Premium. Oh, you will come have to on. pay. You have to pay the no. $5 fee as of right now, $5 a month for Peacock Premium. Two races in this deal, bullshit. A minimum of two races will be on premium. Not gonna do it. We talked about this. We have predicted this. We did, and it's still bullshit. And I'm sorry, but of the streaming platforms out there, 
Peacock is awful. It is so damn Unless slow. you like wrestling. It is so damn slow to load. It is so damn slow for anything to come up. It takes forever. So, of course, now the inevitable question becomes the NASCAR deal currently in place ends in 2024. Once we get to 2025, will the new deal with NASCAR feature NBC? And if it does, will NASCAR fans have to pay this Peacock premium subscription fee to access races? NBC's John Miller, who is the guy who oversees their sports broadcasting, who was there for this IndyCar deal ratification, basically said, well, you have to look at all the other things that we have on Peacock, all you, the extra content. No, I don't want to hear bullshit. that. We don't want it. I don't want Law & Order reruns. Sports need to be on regular network television for the masses. Championship sports across the spectrum, the finals need to be on regular air access. And I'm ESPN, sick of the cable ESPN bullshit. Ruined ESPN ruined that for all of us when they took the college football championship game and moved it onto their network. Yep, that ruined that. That was the beginning of the downfall. And the worst part of this whole thing is if NASCAR really buys into this, then they NASCAR, don't care about their NASCAR's fans. NASCAR's viewers and their fan base right now are stable, but not at the heights they were 15 years ago. Guess what? If everything winds up going to the premium streaming services, I will not be watching. That's what I don't understand. A sport that's considered fifth, sixth in terms of viewership in America, you can't play this game. Yeah, I'm not going to watch Major League Baseball. I'm not going to watch the NFL. I won't watch the NCAA. Anything that's on the Premium Plus streaming networks, I will not be watching. And I've told you. I have told you guys. I've told the Conquistador. I have had, held steadfast just like my pledge in this episode to not yell and scream, I held steadfast to my pledge last year and this year, I would not switch to Comcast Xfinity to get marquee. I'm a Cubs fan. I didn't do it. I'm not giving them that satisfaction. I get every other channel I want for a lot less money. Screw the Cubs. And I'll do the same thing with NASCAR. I'll do the same thing, like Dave said, with any sport that wants to try to hold me over a barrel and screw me up the ass just to get five or ten dollars out of me every month. Not gonna happen. I five don't or ten care bucks is a twelve pack of cheap beer that I can enjoy with my compadre here as we tape this podcast. That's that many more hours I can devote to maybe working out or playing a video game mindlessly. Or doing something with the family. And that's what it boils down to. You keep putting a price tag on our free time, our leisure time. We'll find something else to do. There you go. So, though you know, NBC could have been one of the dumbasses of the week. But instead, we'll segue to that. But first, 
one moment of silence, really tragic. Um, Greg Knapp, longtime assistant offensive guru in the NFL, just was taking over. And we mentioned the whole mess with Zach Wilson not being the signed whole, yet by the Jets. Now, the he, Jets have this. Yeah, Greg Knapp was supposed with. to be the guy to guide him, mentor him. And now he dies in a tragic bike accident. Did not hear any details of what actually happened. He was hit by a car. That's all we know. Yeah, that's all we know. We don't yeah. know. Did the car I think run the a car, red light? I think the car veered Did into he... a bike lane. Okay. I, I, because I, I wanted this... to know because I know so many bicyclists who do not obey any traffic regulations. I didn't know if he pulled one of those oh, I don't see anybody coming. I'm going to blow through the red light or any such thing. Now, as you know, I like to listen to New York sports radio. So I did hear them talking about this today. Now, the guy who was talking about it was a mil- He bikes to work in New York City every day. So, of course, when it was called an accident, he got all mad and militant and said, it was not an accident. The other guy tried to steer him, no pun intended, into a, a safer place of discussion because it came out that the, the car driver did veer into the bike lane. Probably a distracted driver on their right. cell phone. Right. But at the same time, the host, the bicycling host, got all crazy about, it wasn't an accident. It wasn't an accident. Well, it wasn't murder. No, it was an accident. It could be an accident attributed to stupidity, like they exactly. said. Distraction, looking at a cell phone, something like that. Don't let's not act like it's murder because you bikers, you know, act like you own the road. I'm not trying to diminish, Greg. I'm heart monitor, heart monitor. Our thoughts and prayers go out to his family. It's a horrible thing to have had happen. Yes, but there's a chance here for a public service announcement that bicyclists have got to obey all traffic laws as well. And vehicle drivers need to pay attention. Put the fucking cell phones down while you're driving. That could be something I'm even more adamant about than vaccination. Seriously. Yeah. I, Take your I goddamn can't... phones out of your hands. Put them away while you're behind the wheel of a vehicle. You can make fun of me all you want for being the whole old school, get off my lawn guy, but I hate cell phones. I can't stand them. For all the good they do, for navigation purposes when you get lost, they're great. But all the stupid, senseless lives we've lost because of distracted drivers, people can't wait to look at a text to see what their friends are listening to. My God, how many people have I seen watching their freaking TV shows while they're driving. That's inexcusable. I have never understood how people do not get the fact that when you get behind the wheel of a car, you are basically driving a weapon. And you need to show utmost caution, utmost care with that weapon. It's like carrying a gun. You don't use it recklessly. You only use it with the utmost caution and care. All right. As we always have to do, we do our 180. We move from tragedy to stupidity 
Although when we're talking about distracted drivers, we're already there. Yep. Those are the biggest dumbasses in the country. All right. My first one, Deion Sanders. Jeez. <laughs> Another one. Shocking that the maestro would bring up Deion Sanders as a dumbass. Although, no. you know, back in the early Coach. days. Coach Sanders. No! Screw him. Oh, there goes the heart monitor. <laughs> Say you did it to me. You got me fired up. I was going to try to be calm about this. Deion Sanders got mad at a press conference recently because a reporter called him Dion, and he corrected him and said, you need to call me coach. Would you treat Nick Saban like this? And, of course, the next day, Nick Saban had a press conference, and at last final count, reporters called him Nick eight times. <laughs> Dion has always been an egomaniac. Dion was never my favorite player. He was always overrated. Borderline Hall of Famer at best. Never thought he was a great... He took so many plays off on defense. All yep. he wanted to do was do the big kickoff, punt returns, kick his heels up yep. for touchdowns. Dion, you're still you're old now, and you're still an asshole and a dumbass. There you go. I am going to start off with Miami Dolphins corner, Xavier Howard, who wants to be traded because he feels unappreciated and devalued because he does not have a new contract because he's got the second highest contract for a corner on the team even though the one he signed a couple years ago, he was the highest paid corner in the league. But because they haven't recognized how good he is and redone it, he wants out. I am so sick of this. Play out your damn deals, people. You signed them for what they were, play it out, and then renegotiate. Stop doing this. Me, 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 me crap. All right. I have got a couple from the Olympics. I wish we had visual aids for these two because I can't do them enough justice without the videos that would accompany these. So look them up on YouTube. I will do my best. First up. The men's triathlon got off to a wonderful start, sarcasm noted. <laughs> and again, you've got to see the video on this. They were all on a, a floating dock out in, uh, I think it was Japan Bay, getting ready to start. Tokyo Bay? It could be Tokyo Bay. Getting ready to dive in, start the first leg, the swimming leg of the triathlon. A camera boat didn't get out of the way. <laughs> so half of the guys dove into the water and started swimming. The other half couldn't because basically they would have gotten ripped to shreds by a propeller because a TV camera boat oh my was sitting God. right in their way. They had to do a false start, had to send jet skis out to, tell the guys to get the back. other guys in and tell them, you got to go back, we got to do this over again. So I, I obviously was they, it NBC's camera boat by chance? 
That I do not know. I was going to say, they did not give the name of the camera boat personnel, probably so the guy didn't get flogged. Death threats. Told to hurry curry himself, whatever. That That's freaking stupid. But now it gets better. Because now, Dutch BMX rider Nick Kiman was injured in a crash as he was warming up, getting ready for his Olympic trials, because an official decided to walk into the middle of the BMX track. Oh, my God. <laughs> Seriously? What are you people doing? Again, watch the videos on both of these. It's unbelievable how stupid people can be. And one... And this guy was injured. Now, he's supposedly okay to go into the Olympics. But still, my, my thing with the triathlon, why the hell did they start it when the boat was there to begin with? It's not necessarily on the camera boat. It's on the moron who started the fucking race. It's unbelievable. you got to watch the video. you got to watch I mean, the video. You, the officials We're talking the officials about a started. propeller that could have chopped people's limbs off. Yeah. Why did they not wait for it to clear the area before giving the go? Yeah. I mean... There's multitude of dumbasses here. Oh, my Lord. I mean, it just boggles my mind. Guy walking in the middle of the track. We can go back to the Tour de France with the oh idiot God. with the sign. Yeah. What is wrong with people? Oh, sorry. Dee, 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 dee. Trying to keep the heart monitor down. Yes. Anything else? I have to bring Conor McGregor back up. The guy is a freaking dumbass. He is a hemorrhoid on the ass of society at this point. It's one thing when you're attacking your opponents. But McGregor continually goes after families of his opponents. Most recently now, Kahib Nuramagawadov. Bless you. Sorry for butchering your name. Sent a tweet when McGregor lost that good beat evil. Because he's had his issues with McGregor in the past. Well... McGregor responded, COVID good, father evil, because Kahib's father died from COVID complications last year. Oh, Jesus. Wow. And he, he wound up taking it down. But still, this is the scum of the earth that you're dealing with with McGregor. He needs to go away. He's one in three in his last four outings fighting. He's a washed up has been who's doing this just to garner the attention to keep himself relevant. He's a non-entity as a fighter anymore. And damn you, Dana White, for continuing to allow this asshole to fight under your banner. Well, because he wants to make money. Screw the money. There's got to be principles and respectability involved. I agree with you 100%, but you know when money's involved, nobody cares. Everything's out the window. But And yeah. McGregor is a consummate self-promoter, and he'll do anything and everything to remain relevant, including 
being a douchebag from hell. Right. And I think this is what you get with fighters, UFC, boxing, self-promotion, like you said. But there's a line you don't cross. There's uh, Absolutely. That that was unforgivable, what he, he said. But we've seen this over the years, over the decades, where fighters just, they will say the most obnoxious, crude, nasty things. And Do the most obnoxious, crude, nasty things. If it's I don't know if it's ingrained in that competitor, fighting DNA or what. Competitor to competitor, I'm fine. But the families are off freaking limits. I do agree with that. Yeah, and he was what his last fight. He was kept insulting the wife. Yeah, the wife Poyer. and kids. Right. All right. No kids. excuse. Yeah, we got to wrap it up. Time is uh getting short for us. Next week we will talk about the NBA draft. My Orlando Magic will somehow get screwed, even though they have two picks in the top ten. There you go. We'll have tons, obviously, tons and tons of baseball trade deadline deals. Breaking news. Breaking news. We did not get to this. It broke here in the last few minutes. Joey Gallo going from the Rangers to the Yankees. So they're trying to make an effort. This is to appease the fans. Well, and plus that short porch, they've been screaming. The fans have been screaming. The short porch. Out there in, in right, in right. You they need, need a left-handed, left-handed power bat. hitter. They finally got one. So we'll see what happens with the Yankees and everybody else, the Cubs, the White Sox. Stay all, tuned. All your uh, major players will see what they do. Check out our weekend edition. Plenty of reviews, fun stuff coming for that. So yep. give us a shout out. Do anything. Rate us, whatever. Love you, kids.